But I want to talk to you for a bit. Um, I think God's got something in store for us. And uh, I want us to kind of prepare for that. Um, I'm not, I'm not just wondering whether we should come back into why is it good news? Yeah. Who thinks, I'm not going to ask you, I'm not going to jump on you, but who thinks that they could give an answer to that question? Why is the gospel good news? Who thinks they could? Five, six, okay. That settles what I need to teach on this morning. Why is the gospel good news? All right, listen. It's really important that we, we're, we're ready and, and there's something sort of bubbling with us that we're kind of... It's sort of not that we're becoming obnoxious, but there's... You know when you're excited about something? You, you just... It kind of comes out, you know? Um, you just can't help it. And I think that's kind of the freshness and reality of what God wants us to live in. I gave you three questions last week. Who can remember the three questions? <sighs> what a shame. If only you'd have been quicker, I got a £50 note in my pocket that I was going to give to the first person. But I'll keep it. What were the three questions? Who? Go on, Anne. Nice and loud so I can hear. Are you a friend who should bring someone to Jesus? Yes, yes. Are you the one who should come to Jesus? Yes. Let me just pick on that last one. Don't worry, I'm not going to pick on you, but I do need you to respond, all right? Who would know somebody that needs to come to Jesus? Uh, I'd be surprised if it wasn't pretty much all of us, yeah. Do you sometimes feel that God's setting you up? You know, we're talking about how good is the good news, and do you know someone that needs to come to Jesus? And, and then all of a sudden you realise that we're kind of, there's a, there's a spotlight on us. There's a particular position and a role that we've got. When I was thinking about this, um, my thinking went back to, uh, um, and it, this is what I was thinking of, and Gary came and said something to me this morning that just really confirmed it. I think we, we got to, to raise our expectation. Part of that is how good is the good news. Part of it is focusing on knowing someone who needs to come to Jesus. Now, there is, I know, a good level of expectation. We're expecting God to do things. I mean, if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't be so many of us uh, are ready to respond and come for uh, prayer, say, on a Sunday or any other point or time. So there is that, um, and yet 
I, I feel, if you, if you talk about the temperature, I feel the temperature uh, of our expectation, our sense of excitement, uh, I think it should increase. I think, I think you know, the savouring, the tasting... I mean, you just think about the seasons of the year. You know, Christmas is coming. Now, I know there's some who say, oh, no. But, you know, there's a lot of people that think, wow, or holidays coming. That, that, that expectation thing, um, something about being able to anticipate and expect and look forward to, it gets very close to the thing that God's interested in. In fact, I think at times it could almost step over into the thing that God's looking for, which, of course, is faith. You can, you can analytically try and separate it out, but I kind of see it in that same category. At what point is it just hope and expectation? At what point is there something sown into that fertile ground that becomes that seed of faith. And I was thinking about this, and I, I think that's, that's what I wanted to talk to you about this morning. Just, you can't hype it up. That's nonsense. We, we absolutely don't believe in that, because that's, that's a kind of outward thing. That's a kind of soulish thing. We don't deal in that. We deal in the real things. The real things is when God speaks and says something and faith is placed in our hearts. So how does that happen? Well, we know it comes by, uh, by hearing the word of God um, and God speaking to us. I went back to this, uh, it's in 2 Samuel 5 verse 20, uh, when it speaks about um, God breaking forth. Um, like the, it, it has the, the concept of a dam breaking, not like a, you know, a dripping tap that's just dripping or a little dribble of water coming out of something, but, but like a, a deluge. And I think that as I was, I was kind of pondering around this, that sense of, of deluge... And I'm seeing and hearing and even what Dave was just sharing with us. I think, yeah, that's, that has the feel of it, you know. Uh, that, that sort of things that are happening. And uh, looking through, have you maybe not had a chance yet, but you see in the uh, briefing uh, all the cards that we did, at the prayer thing, uh, they're all listed there now. Wow. I mean, just reading through those kind of prophetic things and thanksgiving things, you know, there's a sense of expectation, but I think that it's, it's for God to increase. And so I was looking at this, and uh, Baal Paraz, the God of the breakthrough, uh, just an outpouring uh, of, of what God... Anybody kind of think, no, let's just keep it as a trickle. Let's just keep it sort of, you know, let's moderate it. Yeah? I don't think so. I mean, if you could, if you, if you could have somebody give you five pounds, 
and the next person would like to give you £500. I mean, you'd probably go towards a 500 wouldn't you? Or would you think, well, no, really, I think uh, £5 is quite sufficient, thank you. I'll manage, I'll manage with five. You wouldn't really, would you? Well, if you do, you need uh, <coughs> help. That expectation of, of something that God does which is, which is about breakthrough, which is about deluge, which is about more than we can ask or even think to use biblical language. So, <clears throat> we need the expectation which kind of meanders over into faith. Uh, what else do we need? Well, Matthew 18, verse 3, unless you become as a little child. Uh, going to the toy maker had a sort of... Um, you couldn't really analyse that, do you know? You either had to decide... There was a kind of trusting, being prepared to sort of jump in on it. That's a great story, that, isn't it? Thanks, Anna, team, for doing that. That's really powerful. When you think about the amount of energy and money and time that's spent on trying to deal with insecurities and to know that he has provided a place so that knowing that we're received by God, knowing that we're accepted by him, knowing that his presence can release us from the pressure of what other people think, what, even what other people say, that we don't have to live life under that, that sort of cloud, uh, that dark cloud of what will people think and how can I how can I gain a better reputation? That's a wonderful and freeing place to be. So we've got to be like that. And we need, um, we need this to, to be encouraged when God does things. These, these testimonies are really, really important. Um, and this format that we use works pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, if I was being interviewed now by Judy, I mean, we'd cut through all the waffle. I mean, I'm just talking today, but I mean, normally, we'd cut through the waffle and get the point out in about three minutes flat. <coughs> or go home, have early lunch. Now, that format works. But it only works if we're helping one another say, you need to speak to Judy. Yeah. Try it out. Turn to somebody and say, just practicing, you need to tell Judy. Try it, because you didn't do very well in the last exercise. I'm giving you a chance to try this one. This is very easy. Okay, 
So we need that. We need to be hearing. And of course, we recognise we need the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the things the power of the Holy Spirit does, it focuses up who matters and why they matter. I think the Bible uses the word compassion, but I'm using it who matters and why they matter. And very interesting, again, listen today, this morning, how we matter to them. See, isn't it interesting? This guy comes back because he's picked up. Somehow Dave mattered to them. That, to the point that he wanted to talk to him. And he had the religious thing to do, but that don't get us anywhere. Uh, so it, it was that relational closeness when we matter to someone and they matter to us. Very key, very important. So let's, um, just while we're chatting together, is it okay? All right to chat? Um, let's just sort of kind of let our minds go a little bit. I want to just read this. Let me read this to you. Uh, this is in Mark chapter 4. Verse uh, 26 Uh, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Though he doesn't know how, all by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel, and then comes the time for harvest. What is the... What is the kind of action there in that story? What is the action? Sowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. sowing. That was the action. Basically, by releasing, in the, in the parable, it's releasing to the soil, but of course the soil only produces because it's built into creation by God himself. Releasing to Jesus that action. But I I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know how it's going to work. But actually, he didn't didn't need to know. All he needed to do, well, I need to do is I just put the seed in the ground and then I'll go back and sleep. I mean, Could we call it sort of simple obedience? Just taking the action that God says. We can't really, uh, they're trying to analyse it, trying to sort of reason it. Remember that it's such things that God uses for his purpose. Anybody here ever known that God has used them? How did it feel? Really bad? Really, really painful? Really disappointing? Eh? Come on. 
to know that God is using you? Surely, that's, that's, a, that's way above uh, anything else that you could really think of. God using you for his purpose. It lifts you into a whole new thing. So, sowing the seed, that's the action. Simple, did it. Gets a harvest. Then I thought about, um, remember the, the story when Jesus went to a wedding and uh, then the wine rang out, ran, ran, rang, <laughs> run out. You remember that? And then his mum said, you need to do something about this and he had this little discourse with his mum. Um, his time wasn't yet and so on and so forth. Anyway, um, mothers can be persuasive, but actually, especially if they're bringing the word of God into a situation, because Jesus only ever did those things that his father gave him to do. So then, he... he <laughs> another action. He filled the, the water jugs, the big water pots. Completely illogical. They're run out of wine. I mean, there's a big hoo-ha going on because this is very, in that culture, we're talking about a very shameful thing. Uh, it's not just that they haven't got wine. It just it reflected very badly on the on on the head of the the wedding. And so, again, the servants. And that's an interesting thing. I mean, you're a servant in this place, and there's a big hoo-ha going on. You run out of wine, and you start filling water pots. I wouldn't think that's a good career move. You know, that's a delicate time. There's a, there's a, a big thing going on, and everybody's about the wine, and can someone shoot down Tesco's or somewhere and get some? I mean, you can imagine all this stuff going on. Well, not Tesco's, but... And these servants getting water... Somebody like me would have been there and say, what the heck are they fiddling around getting water? We need why? I mean, you know. But they do. The thing, whatever the risk, whatever the stupidity it looked like, they did what they were told to do. And that very action, of course, simply by obeying Jesus. See, the seed, they're releasing to God. They're releasing into into the domain of God. Here, they're actually simply obeying. Uh, obeying what he tells them to do. Again, outside of necessarily being able to logically work it through. I'm just looking at these things because I want us to understand it's there for us to understand how we can participate in this breakthrough in this development of expectation and into seeing the harvest. It's not sort of something over here that we've got to kind of reach to. It's something in the near and present that God has got and lined up for us. Let's look at another one. Matthew 14. This is Peter. They're in the boat, in the storm. Jesus is not with them. they fishermen. They understand about the 
water and the waves and the sea and the wind and so on and so forth. And, uh, and then they, he, they see Jesus walking on the water. I mean, Peter, it's always going to be Peter, isn't it? I mean, action first, think afterwards. Uh, there's something really endearing about Peter. So, Lord, if it's you, uh, tell me to come. What was the key there? Well, while he looked at the Lord, he walked on water. When he looked at the waves, he sunk. And I think the clue we get there is we're looking not at the surroundings, not at the analysis, but we're looking at Jesus. And by looking at Jesus, he walked on water. Now, okay, he kind of stumbled and so on and so forth. But here we are, 2,000 years later, talking about somebody who walked on water. None of us have ever done it. No? Did I ever tell you the story about when we had a team in, I forget where it was now, somewhere in the Caribbean. And uh, many years ago, Alan Woodruff, you remember Alan? Uh, he said, um, brothers, let's see where the anointing is. Uh, the person who can, who can stay on the surface, we, we went in the sea, for the longest without moving arms or legs, clearly is the most anointed. Not quite walking on water, but it was sort of moving that way. So, of course, being stupid, we said, right, that's what we do. And, I mean, by far, he, he stayed without moving for the longest. Therefore, proving his greater anointing, until we discovered he'd found a, a rock under the water <laughs> to stand on. <laughs> well, we're not talking about faking it, but... Actually looking at Jesus, keeping our focus on him. And I guess if we, you know, we can look in the Old Testament and uh, look at Daniel and his friends and the, uh, they chose to believe God. All right. They ended up in the fiery furnace and they had an experience of walking in that, not walking on water, but walking in a fiery furnace that was killing the people that threw them in and actually finding that they're walking with a fourth person, the angel of the Lord there with them. I kind of kind of like that. that that kind of let's you know breaking out of the ordinary because I'm I know I'm a lot younger than a lot of you and therefore I've got more of a sense of of excitement and adventure some of you are getting old so you, you're a bit past that but uh, a sort of adventure I mean when that happens that sort of thing it, it's pretty exciting uh Many years ago, I was going to Brazil and uh, I was travelling on my own. I'd never been there before 
And in those days, you couldn't get the currency, but you had to get the currency in order to get the taxi to go to the place where you needed to go. And it was, it was a bit iffy in those days. So you had to get to the airport and then find your way to the currency place and get some currency and then make sure you got in the right type of taxi because there was a scam going on. If you didn't get the right taxi, um, you got in the wrong type of taxi, they took you uh, to one of those, uh, what they call them, favelas, yeah, and just dropped you there, which was the end of all you had and maybe the end of you. And, uh, you know, I'm not that fluent in the language. Um, I think I've some, since learned one word. But that was about it. And you can make of this what you want, but I know what I believe. So I'm coming out of the, the airport and somebody that looked like a policeman or security or something like that came up to me and took me to this currency place so I could get the money and then took me to the right taxi place and then they were gone. To this day, I think that was God's provision. Call it the angel of the Lord. No, well, I'm not worried about the wings and all that nonsense. To me, it's God's provision. I think we're built to have experiences of seeing God at work. Whether it's the kind of thing Dave was talking about earlier on, it's certainly the sort of experience that we saw in the drama that Anne did for us. That experience of coming to someone, and whether it's stars or grey spots, removed in favour of that security that comes from knowing God. What a, what a, it's supernatural. It's beyond natural. It's what God's got for us. And then, well, we, we tried the bit of the heat testing in the fiery furnace. Uh, lion taming. You know, I mean, I don't wake up in the morning and think I'd like to... You know, follow Daniel into the into the lion's den. I'd like you to have you know whatever experience you want, and if you fancy that one, um, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> but that provision of God, that God could protect in no matter what the situation is, the protection of God beyond anything that I can do. You know, last week we were here, we were praying for parents bringing their children to the Lord to give thanks. We prayed, one of the things we pray is for a protection that no matter how good or skilled parents are, that there's something that God does which is over and above and beyond. And I'm not saying the extreme of the lion's thing, but the protection protection that I remember just stepping off the curb um, again a while ago in a, in a narrow road and something just stopped me and at that second a taxi went right by I mean really really close that's what I knew about how many times do we not know 
this supernatural God, simply by trusting him. And uh, then you can have some fun things. Simply by hearing Jesus. So there was these people, uh, disciples, and they were going into town. And he said, we need transport. So go to the first house and you'll find um, a brand new uh, Mercedes just sitting in the drive. It's just been delivered. Um, and you'll find the keys are in it. Well, probably no keys. It's probably just a push-button start, but anyway. He said, uh, just bring that and uh, we'll use that today. I mean, it's fun, isn't it? To go and nick somebody's brand new Mercedes. I mean, it's great fun. Come on, let's live dangerously. And uh, if anybody says anything to you, just say the Lord needs it. Now, guys, I'm not recommending you go... Uh, but by hearing him, by hearing him say something and being prepared to do it. Listen, you three, I'm not giving you ideas, all right? And you, okay? You don't, you're not to steal a donkey. Yeah? I can see them hatching up a plan here. Yeah? The Lord has to say it first. Oh, you've got to watch all these people. And you see, I think God likes, I think he gets involved. Not only in giving the direction, but sometimes he throws his bit in. I, I kind of imagine he, he's sitting there and, and uh, he's, I don't know if he reads the paper or what, but, and he's watching not what's going on. And he suddenly sees somebody doing something that he's told him to do and it excites him and he jumps up and you know his crown's all sort of askew and he's getting into it and I want I want that we we kind of cooperate with him to the point that that he gets excited and let me just look two or three things and then we we finish so he's getting Noah to build this ridiculous boat and get all these animals and things in it he says, right, now I'll do my bit. He makes it rain. Never rained before. Nobody's seen rain. No seen a flood. It kind of feels that if we step out to do what he wants, what he says, if we look at him, if we hear him, if we trust him, then he'll throw his bit in kind of like we've been hearing. So he sends rain. There was this other time when uh, this guy Jonathan says to his uh, armour-bearer, look, let's go and uh, attack the Philistines. Um, yeah, I know it's from a, from a military point of view, it's completely stupid. First of all, we're going to be going up a cliff and the only way we can get up a cliff is we're going to need our hands and our feet because it's quite a cliff, so it's a bit awkward to carry weapons but we managed somehow and the enemy's at the top of the cliff and there's a few thousand of them there's just me and you and the encouragement he gives maybe God will go with us I personally would be looking for something a bit stronger than that you know perhaps the Lord will help us 
there's probably a time when it does come down to that. Perhaps God will help us. So anyway, they do this and they uh, get up there. They have a sign and if they tell us to come up, that's a sign that God's going to give them to us. I mean, God, it kind of worked out, but it, it sort of quite a lot depended on God. So up they go, and because uh, they were called up, they kill a few. And God says, oh, I like this. So he, he sends a panic into the camp. And thousands upon thousands, they actually win the day. They send the enemy, completely rout the enemy. Well, that's got to be a bit of fun. And us youngsters, we need fun. It helps to keep us young. Yeah. Who here likes fun? Who here over 25 likes fun? Yeah. Who here over 40 likes fun? Caught you because there's nobody over 40 allowed to be here. <sighs> right, a couple more, then we have to finish. Peter in the prison, all right? Uh, he's in a mess. He's beaten. Uh, he's chained. He's got a guard on either side. The uh, door's locked and so on and so forth. And uh, guy's asleep. I don't know if that means he's in a particular place of peace, but anyway, he's asleep. And uh, the angel of the Lord comes. You kind of think if the angel of the Lord walked in, you, you, it might wake you up, wouldn't you? But he's obviously in a good sleep. Um, yeah. My wife sleeps well. Unless any, anybody, including me, walks round to her side of the bed where she keeps her money. Yeah? <laughs> and she's immediately awake. I mean. Anyway, Pete... That's not part of the story. but <laughs> So Peter has to be woken up. Not only did he, he was in a deep sleep. I mean, I don't know how, how deeply you sleep, but he was not with us. He's really out. And uh, so the, the angel of the Lord has to say, get up, you know, and... Then he has to say, but you put, your, put your shoes on because you know, don't want to hurt your toes on the, on the rock. As he does that, his chains fall off and he leads him out. And the Bible says about the, the outside gate opened all by itself and he actually takes him down the street because he's, he's, he's not quite with it, is Peter. Uh, and then finally, uh, he leaves him to it. What's happening? Is God getting involved? Sends the angel, has a gate that just opens all by itself. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing I think we can we can look and then, of course, there's. Do you remember the story of Elijah? And uh, he's in problems. He's on the run, and uh, God tells him where to go and hide. And uh, there's no McDonald's there. So he's a bit stuck for food. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, he, has, he has the first home delivery that's recorded. 
as ravens bringing meat and bread. And uh, so God puts him by a brook. He kind of looks after him. Um, so he did what God said. And God looks after him. It doesn't always come like that. But this is what God can do when he decides to row in with being part of you being obedient to the thing he's given you to do. All right, well, I've, uh, I've chatted enough with you and uh, told you there was no teaching. But I do hope that as we just share together, that that faith for that, that breakthrough anointing, that recognition that we do have a part, we have a part to play, and if we play our part, it's amazing what God will do just to jump in behind it and engage in what's happening. Yeah? So, are you somebody that needs to come to Jesus? Are you somebody that brings a friend to Jesus? Or do you know people that need to come to Jesus? And very, very important is that you matter to them and they matter to you. And very, very important is that you need to somehow let the goodness of the good news kind of permeate your being so that it's not something you're trying to dig up but you're you're already living in a sense of excitement about what God has done and who he is. So we pray. And as a word of knowledge, if somebody has a, a, a wrist problem, uh, Jeremy's going to pray for them because he's heard that there are people that, that God wants to heal a wrist problem. So you need to come and uh, Jeremy be here and uh, then the prayer team will be here. Uh, if there's anything else and if you need to come to Jesus in the light of what you've heard today don't delay just come and let us let us pray with you because this is the best time there's, there's no better time than when you know that God is speaking to you and you know in your own heart oh I think that's for me uh, I can't do that God the Holy Spirit does that and you need to be ready to seize that opportunity uh, that you get all the benefits of what God has got for you as you submit to his rule. All right, let's pray. God of the breakthrough, we ask you for breakthrough. We ask you for that expectation, that faith that prepares us to receive more than we could ask or even think. We ask, Lord, that you'd help us to be those who are responsive, whether it's to obeying you, whether it's to releasing your word, whether it's to simply looking and keeping our focus on you, or choosing your way, or simply by trusting you, or hearing your instruction. Lord, we ask that you would grant us that grace, that we can participate and cooperate in what you want to do in bringing many to know you into this great joy of salvation. Lord, will you grant that?
And Lord, we're open for some fun. Lord, for you to kind of throw in the things that only you can do. Beyond drawing someone to yourself, Lord, but actually demonstrating your power and your involvement. We'd like to be a people that, that just cooperate in all the things that you're planning at this time. And Lord, as we begin to look towards you in that, grant that sense of, of increasing expectation and faith. Lord, cause there to be, in this expression of your body, in this community, even more of an increase in faith and expectation that we're constantly, as it were, looking over our shoulder, looking ahead for all that you've got and all that you purpose at this time. And Lord, we invite you to confirm your word. Lord, as people turn to you, as they come for prayer for healing, that you would cause things to be done amongst us, that when people hear about it, it makes their very ears tingle with the sound. For your namesake and for your glory. Amen.